with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. Hey, welcome in. Happy Sunday evening to everybody out there. Hope you guys enjoyed your NFL Sunday, some college football Saturday, a football crazy weekend, and we're going to dive into all of it. Uh, Lucy Burge is my co-host over there on the East Coast, VetQL Network. Uh, extraordinaire at Lucille Burge on Twitter and Instagram. Give her a follow. I'm at Brandon Sprague over here on the West Coast. And uh, Sunday Night Football Update, Packers up on the Bears 10-7 early in the second quarter. What an insane Sunday, Lucy. This is why the NFL is king. There wasn't any game I think any one person felt great about until the final score was showing. Exactly. So last week we had a kind of boring 1 o'clock window, I would say, personally, of games. And this week was the exact opposite. I made the biggest mistake so far of the fall in that I went to Target on Friday and I saw all of the Halloween display decorations, perused the candy aisle, saw that what's very in for Halloween candy now is green. So like ghoulish Twix or Snickers green or whatever. So bought a bunch of it. Today, was stress eating Halloween candy on September (laughs) 18th already. (laughs) So we have issues there, but that's just part of it. But then it turned out okay for me. So the Halloween candy stress eating helps is good luck. We'll be doing that going forward, perhaps, because I went three and one today with my bets. The only bets that did not hit for me, I took Steelers plus two and a half. The Patriots Mm. did win that game, which I... I was happy about, and now I will be betting on the Patriots again. So that was a little bit weird for me to not be rooting for the Patriots exactly, which is why I was watching Red Zone over just straight Patriots, which I usually don't do. And by 4 o'clock, I was tired. All of my bets were in the 1 o'clock window. So I was (laughs) sweating this entire afternoon's break. I was my phone, the computer, my TV, all over the place being like, oh, no, but this and that. And every time I look up at Red Zone, the Ravens were on the screen and you're like, oh, the Ravens are dominating. Turned out not to be the case. So this was the biggest roller coaster of a day in terms of games. But I will say I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it was such a crazy day. We were talking before we started the show and we, we tend to, right before we hit the airways, we tend to kind of talk about way, way was going to, we're going to navigate through the show. I don't even know where, like, I don't think there's a <laughs> wrong place to start. Because of how nuts that was, you brought it up. I mean, the Dolphins coming back from 21 points down at Baltimore, a place, by the way, in the Tua era. Lucy, they've been outscored by like 95 points in the Tua era at Baltimore. They have gotten trounced by Lamar Jackson, largely outside of last year when there was a rainstorm. So it's just, it's nuts to me to see them come back from 21 down against what was an amazing day by Lamar Jackson, what seemingly was a pretty decent day for the Baltimore defense, and then boom, lightning in a bottle, Jalen Waddell and, and, and Tariq Hill and, and Tua with six touchdowns. I mean, before you know it, that offense, which a lot of people hyped up and talked about, it was humming, and it gave us one of the more historic regular season games in NFL history because I don't know about you, I should have looked at live betting just to throw a couple bucks on. That's kind of my, one of my rules. I didn't even think about this game. I, had, I blocked this yeah. game out of my brain. And then, Lucy, they get to 28, and I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. There's a lot of time left in that game. And before you know it, it's one of the more insane comebacks we've ever seen. 
Yeah, so it's so funny you say that because every time they would show that game, I would think, oh, I don't have anything on this, so I'm not that invested in this. Turned out to be the craziest one, essentially. Not maybe not, but it was it was insane. And it's funny because Zach, one of the first things our super producer Zach said when we came on here was he was putting together the sheet as he wonderfully always does every week. And he said, when I started putting this together, I didn't even know where to start. And it's true. Where do you even yeah. be with this week? But I will always begin and end with my Detroit Lions because now this team spring <laughs> is the most important thing in my life currently. I this is the light of my life, the Detroit Lions. They are these are my people now. The the Roar Boys, Hutch and Company. We are all in this together. We are all Lions now. And the Detroit Lions covered for the second week in a row and this time won the game. So I am ever more so on the Detroit Lions in my Lions gear as I am this evening. Yeah, I mean the Lions are a great be. story. There's no there's no doubt about it. I mean they they took it to Washington I, at the start of that game and you know Washington had a little bit of a comeback and then Detroit kind of sealed it with a late touchdown. So I I do I do like that the Lions at least are going to make things interesting, competitive, either cover the number uh, as a favorite, which was the first time in a long time that they had been a favorite today against Washington. Or, you know, do a little backdoor cover like they did a week ago against yeah, the Eagles. I'm with little, you on the Lions. They're so cute. Yeah, they're adorable. You're going to see. Everybody's <laughs> going to see. They are going to be a powerhouse this season. And All right. Surprise, everybody. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. <laughs> well, hey, that division, I mean, we'll see what Minnesota does. Right now, Chicago Green Bay are duking out. Maybe Detroit actually has a better shot of competing within that division uh, this year. I, I, I would say, you know, largely, I want to get back to the Dolphin thing real quick and ask you a question. Mm -hmm. I think week two, Lucy, as we go through all these games and these storylines, I think what we're learning is, you know, Buffalo, until we see what they do against Tennessee tomorrow, it, it just kind of feels like the the entire league. It doesn't feel like there's any separation here. Like even Kansas City, I know they beat the Chargers, but it wasn't like you were leaving the first half of that game going, well, man, the Chiefs are just above everybody else and they're amazing. The Chargers blew that game. And so I just I think today just another reminder of why this sport is king. It's not just the physicality and the chess match. It's just also roster wise, we think all these teams are so different. Like if you would ask me a month ago, Lucy, hey, what's the difference between the Jags and the Colts? I'd be like, oh, it's a pretty big fact, pretty big gap. But because of some injuries and starting with another new quarterback in Indy, the Jags come out, punch them in the mouth, and they they look like clearly the better team in that division. And that's what's great about the NFL is. It gives us this every single week. Some weeks are better than others. I would say with you today, largely better than what week one was. But let me ask you about Miami here. Because I, I picked Miami to be a wild card team. Okay. Are, we, are we maybe underselling how good Miami can be? Like how much better can they get? And what did you think of Tua? Because he always seems to be kind of the lightning rod of that franchise. Yeah. So when you look at the division, I don't know if they're, it's going to play out. I feel like differently than what the odds are saying right now. I think it will be Bill's Dolphins at the top, but can the Dolphins be better than the, I don't know if they're going to be better than the Bills, but I feel like they're going to be better than the Patriots for sure. And they're, I feel like coming into this season, the Dolphins were people, I feel like split on the Dolphins. I don't know. I felt like, yeah, they're going to be great. But then other people are saying, oh, they're not going to be as great as people think they're going to be. So, I mean, in terms of where they're, how good they're going to be, I think they can keep pace with the Bills. And I think it's going to be those two at the top. And I think Tua will, will lead that charge. I think, I, I, I think highly of Tua. And I think that it's, it's going to be Tua and Josh Allen at the top there. 
and then Patriots just at the bottom of the division, essentially. Yeah, and I think if you look, Lucy, through the Tua-Josh Allen era, it's, I mean, it's been largely Bills. Bills take care of business against them. But I think this is, this is what was exciting about Miami this year was bringing in a guy like Mike McDaniel. And even though Tua is not really like a home run hitting quarterback, I know he had a couple long ones today, but traditionally he's kind of a get it out of his, you know, release pretty quick guy, but he's accurate. He's deadly accurate. You give him weapons like Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, it just, Jacecki had some really amazing plays out there. I mean, that team is, they've got playmakers kind of all over the field. It's, it's, it's a fascinating look uh, of just a team that not a lot of people I think are sure about and yet comes out and comes from behind against Baltimore, who, by the way, when they're humming at 35-14, I'm thinking probably what the rest of the country's thinking, Lucy, three-and-a-half-point favorite, just destroying an AFC, you know, opponent and maybe sending a message that they're the team to be talked about in the AFC, and then they blow the lead, and you're left going, okay, well, now I don't know what to think. (laughs) Right, and that's why there's no one team that's above everybody else. I mean, you think when you think about the Chiefs, when you think about the Bills – it's if you're a team facing them, you're a little bit not scared, but you as a fan, you're scared. But I don't know anymore. Like the Bills, yes. The Bills and Josh Allen, maybe that's the team that's the cream of the crop that has risen to the top. But even the Buccaneers and Brady are not a sure thing. I mean, we saw Brady today come apart. He is falling to pieces. He is un I will say Brady is unhinged right now for many reasons i think uh, the, the fact that he wanted to beat the saints so badly and was frustrated with the fact that they were struggling and the giselle thing i think is a huge factor in his life and distracting him and i think brady on some level regrets i think in the moments we saw today where he's throwing the tablet throwing his helmet yelling and being part of that fight I think he regrets returning to football because it's causing too much stress. It's causing too many problems in his life. And the Buc- I, the Buccaneers are winning, but is Brady enjoying it? I don't know. Brady last season didn't even look like he was enjoying it that much then. Now he doesn't have Gronk. He doesn't even have even a sliver of Antonio Brown. So the Buccaneers, if they can rise above everybody else, will it be enjoyable for the fans to watch? Will it be fun for Brady to play. Yes, they'll keep winning no matter what now that we see Brady freaking out and still winning. But it's it's like, is it going to be that great? Like the, the level, you love watching Josh Allen play and the Bills. And it's like, it's fun. It all like comes together. But the Buccaneers might struggle a little bit. So I don't know if they're going to rise in the end above other teams in the division. Well, that defense, I'll tell you that the Saints, by the way, they were two-and-a-half-point dogs for largely the whole week, and then inactive started kind of getting leaked, and Kamara didn't play today, and so that's a that's a bit of a blow for the Saints in terms of having a weapon, so the line jumps to three, and I got to be honest with you, I was the Saints better. I got Jameis. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. He threw three interceptions today, and you know, it was a game, everything you're highlighting, I mean, he did. He, looked, he did look kind of crazy. He, he had a little more fire in him this Sunday than we've seen. We've seen him fired up in games before, yell at some guys, be frustrated. But I thought today it was, it had reached a different level for him. They couldn't get anything going offensively, Lucy. Yeah. But the only thing I'd push back on is I think you're extremely happy if you're a Bucks fan about your odds of where you stack in the NFC. One, you got number 12 at quarterback. Um, you're going to get healthier. Godwin didn't play today. So you give more guys, more looks. Um, we'll see what happens if Evans gets suspended from their fight. But, the fact that you have 12 on, at quarterback, Lucy, but that defense is what won you that game today because the Saints, I think you should make an argument, the Saints probably should have been up two, two scores 
um, before the Bucks really got it humming, and that defense just kept getting to Jameis and making life miserable. They picked him off three times today. Report comes out right for the kick that uh, he's playing, Jameis Winston, that is, with you know four small fractures in his back. So as a betting Saints fan at plus three, I was like, great. Glad I knew this information about five minutes after I made my bet and the kick starts. But I think the defense, Lucy, is what's going to do it for Tampa uh, to keep them around and keep them near the top of this thing. And, and that's the thing to evaluate now. It's not just, oh, if I, am I betting on Brady? I think more for Tampa right now, it's how much I'm betting and trusting the Buck defense. No, definitely. And as a Buccaneers better today, I was very happy with the win. But as a fan who is a Tom Brady fan above a Buccaneers fan. I had not trouble watching this, but I was very concerned about Brady watching this. And I kept thinking, if they lose this game, is Brady going to retire after this game? Is he going to retire in the middle of the season? Is he going to say, just like start by saying, I'm stepping away from football to deal with personal issues? It looked almost like that. Like he is so just distraught and coming apart at the seams and I worry about him now but the win is I think the win today was a difference between a Brady mid-season retirement and him continuing on the rest of the season because if he had lost today after all that frustration (laughs) and all of that stuff I think we will see Brady finish this season will be my my very uh extreme take here yeah you know he's gonna finish the season obviously but you start thinking the regrets that he might have about this and the reports about Giselle that have come out that they're living separately, which I think the reason for that is that simply, I don't think they're super separated. I think she's just working now. She's, as she said in her L interview, this is my turn. And so now she is working in New York and he is in Tampa, obviously. So they're just naturally separate, but I feel like their lives are separating. And I think that's weighing on Brady. And I, am concerned about him the rest of the season longevity wise, but flip side, it could make him better. He could be so much more hyper-focused if the Bucks are doing well, then like today, if they lost, I think he just, he might come apart, but I think it might actually make him better if they start the divorce process, say that he will be so focused to be better. But I, I worry about Brady as I don't worry about the Buccaneers as a team. I worry about Brady as a person. And that could bleed into his performance on the field, although I don't think it will. But I was happy as a Buccaneers better today. I had them at minus two and a half, and that did hit for me. I think uh, I think to wrap up the first segment, because we got a whole lot more to get to here on Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Uh, Lucy, I would actually think a divorce and or the drama off the field would make him deadlier because then he'd have another chip mm-hmm. like, oh, nobody in the NFL believed me. Nobody in college believed in me, and now my wife doesn't believe in me. Like, here you go, another reason for Tom Brady to end up winning. Uh, By the way, Zach chimed in. Vegas right now thinks the Chargers are the third best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs and the Bills. Um, That's ahead of the Ravens, Bengals, Broncos. So an interesting little uh, nugget there. I I still think Baltimore's right up there with everybody else as well. Uh, We have a lot more to get into from week two in the National Football League. Major injury happening. Now Ling was saying what's next and craziness ensues in Vegas. We'll get to that next. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. <laughs> 
Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern on the BetQL Network. You have held it down with us all night long, and we do appreciate it. And we also would appreciate if you downloaded the podcast. Oh, that was good. Come on. We're supposed to have gotten a raise on, Come on, the, man. the top of the month of Wait, June. did you not get it? Didn't get it when we were expecting to get it. You're a month behind? Month behind. You're going to get an extra month tomorrow? We've raised... No, we not tomorrow. We're going to get paid tomorrow, Trista. We don't get those checks like you, Trista. I we, got it. We get paid, every, <laughs> we get paid every two weeks for one job. I get the same. Trista, no, no, no. Trista gets paid tomorrow. You guys heard it, right? I got excited there. I was like, wait a minute. What you paid tomorrow? like, dang, I got paid last weekend this week. I used to only... parking tomorrow. I used to only get paid on the 1st and the 15th, so I just get used to it. You know, you just think about it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the BetQL Network. I will be curious. I don't think the win total is going up because of hard knocks necessarily. I feel like this is going to make people just like the Lions. Not me, like not even betting on them a lot, but just like wanting to see them succeed, not wanting to ever bet unders on them, like hoping they do well. And there's going to be like a general optimism and positivity around this team. And then I'm going to have to be like the Grinch. That's like, I don't think they're going to be very good. <laughs> Oh, give me a three. I, I hope that the optimism around the Lions provides us with an Eagles minus three in week one. That's what I right. so can, can, you, can you imagine? And, and by the way, that number is coming down for people who have not followed the week one market. It'll just be interesting to see like how much that the vibe around the show kind of filters into betting markets, but just converse, really more conversations about betting. Like it's not like the number's going to move because Dan Campbell gave an inspirational speech. You better you bet three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Say what you want to about Sean McVay. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to offense in the NFL. And the way he was talking about Matt Stafford in bro speak last year during training camp, he's like, yeah, this guy's a winner. I just want to give him a bro hug right now. I mean, I'm, you know, if I love dudes, I would love Matthew Stafford. That's my guy. This guy has a great arm. He's he's on a team that he. I'm just excited. I'm excited to have my bro here. And I thought, my God, if this guy loves is so good at offense, is so incredible at creating game plans and executing game plans offensively, and he is talking this this warmly about a quarterback that is now on his roster. You could tell he knew that this was going to take the Rams to the next level, and to his credit, Chelsea, he was right. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in the home of the show that gambles on the Detroit Lions here. Back to the futures with Lucy Burge, Brandon Sprague here. We're going to play Guess the Lions coming up in a few minutes uh, with our super producer, Zach Kroll. Before we get to that, we have a lot to get to um, in the second segment and the final segment because next week's crazy. And we have a Monday night football doubleheader tomorrow, or as Lucy likes to say, we have a triple header. And I'll let her tell you what the third thing on that is because we might have to play a game of no one cares to see if you can make me care about this thing. Um, I want to yes, give this nugget de- debut of our who cares segment. Yeah. It, yes. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in the final segment. <laughs> 
Uh, Belichick, the Pats won against Pittsburgh today as they chanted Kenny uh, Pickett's name at the Pittsburgh Stadium. Belichick off a loss as an underdog um, or, a, or a favorite less than a touchdown. So coming off a loss as an underdog or a favorite less than a touchdown, he is now 5-1 and one against the number without Tom Brady, 23-6 and six overall. So an impressive little feat by one Billiam H. Belichick uh, to be able to respond after a loss. Um, let's get to this one, Lucy. Um, what did you make of the Vegas Cardinal game? The, the Raiders versus the Cardinals and another big lead blown here as the Raiders were up, I think, 23-7. And the Cardinals came back and literally at the last play of the game tied it with a two-point conversion to send the game to overtime, scoop and score, and the Cardinals end up winning as five-and-a-half-point dogs. Unreal. It is another game today that was just an unreal finish. And condolences to you on that one, because I know that was a tough one for you as well. But I am rooting for the... (laughs) Just to remind you once again of that. (laughs) Um, I am rooting for the Raiders this season for many reasons, but including Josh McDaniels. I do like Josh McDaniels, so it's nice to see him win. Guy Fieri, big Raiders fan, Raiders Nation. Mm, Guy Fieri is a big yeah. part of that, and if, yep. if that that means Flavor Town is a Raiders Nation, so as a, a member of Flavor Town, I, I think I have to root for the Raiders as well when they whenever they're not playing the Patriots or or, or the Lions, of course. Um, but uh, I was very shocked by that finish, and that is, it's just like every game today had some surprise, and that was the surprise of this game, and this is again. You see this and you're like, this is why football is king. Finishes like Mm -hmm. this are why football is king. Why today was more interesting than last week. I was a little disappointed, though, to see the Raiders lose. Yeah, I mean, I I, I hear what you're saying. um, But it is like the reason we watch something like the red zone is just the insanity that's ensuing in a game that I don't have. Like Sunday ticket, I guess, went down for DirecTV today in a big way. Failed everybody. Everybody's pissed. How could you miss this? Everybody freaking out about this. Well, I don't have it. That's why I missed it. I just put it on the red zone. I got got cable out in the West Coast. We got Comcast. So I just get Comcast. I get the red zone. And unless there's like a massive game in a window, I'm watching the red zone every single week because I don't see these games. I don't see the Cardinals and the Raiders unless I have Lucy the red zone channel. So, yeah, it sucked to lose the bet. Um, but it's ultimately why I continue to fall in love and gamble every week is because I get the Cardinals when I don't think they're much of anything responding and not only covering the number, but outright winning in overtime. Let's talk about the other game out West. Uh, Lucy Trey Lance is done for the year. He broke his ankle. He's having surgery. That's what Kyle Shanahan said. Uh, the Niners were eight and a half point favorites over the Seahawks. Most this week, they easily actually covered the number 27 to seven. The only touchdown coming from Seattle on a blocked field goal. Uh, but to me, the story is Trey Lance broke his ankle and now he's out the whole year. So he's going to go into year three and we still won't know anything about him outside of a little quirky. And now Jimmy G gets to come back. He's smiling as he runs back onto the field and he leads the team to a touchdown. So what am I to make of the Jimmy G San Francisco Trey Lance situation? This is Jimmy justice time. <clears throat> this is Jimmy the justice. return of Garab- Jimmy justice season, because this <laughs> is now the return of Garoppolo after they were like, yeah, go talk to other teams. We give you permission to talk to other teams. We don't necessarily want you. We want Trey Lance. He's our new toy. He's the shiny new quarterback that we have fallen in love with. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you are yesterday's news. But now you are today's quarterback because this 
is the wildest turn of events here that now Garoppolo just like that, just after last week, after the 49ers played in that monsoon and we were saying, do we give Trey Lance another opportunity? Do we give him another chance? As fans even, do we give him another chance? He had a second chance today and he breaks his ankle in half. So Trey Lance done for the season and Jimmy Garoppolo then coming back will go down, I think, as a top three wildest story of this season. I think it is just wild to me. The ter- the way life works is so wild, Sprague. And this is one example of that is yeah. that now if they had gotten, if Garoppolo say had gone to the Browns, what would what would the 49ers do now? What would they would they be like, okay, well now our our you know Trey Lance is gone. What do we, we wish we had Garoppolo? And now Jimmy's like, hey, yeah. aren't you glad you kept me now? So I think this is a win for Jimmy Garoppolo because now he has job security here and he's like, okay, now, now you see, this is why you should keep me around because I'm not gonna well, he might break his ankle, honestly, too. You never know with Jimmy Garoppolo. But he I think this is a big day for Jimmy Justice. No, Jimmy Justice did indeed have himself a moment. He led him to a touchdown as soon as he came in, and the crowd went pretty crazy. I'll, I'll say this. Look, I <clears throat> I don't know what's going to happen with this thing. Like, moving forward, what's the future? Trey Lance, like, I, I tell you right now, you don't feel great. You're going to go no. into year three. You still won't know who he is as a football player, and what you did see was kind of a frantic big athlete who maybe couldn't quite do it yet with his arm, but I can't really give that conclusion yet. And so it's maybe the worst position for the franchise to be in because, oh, by the way, Jimmy G, unrestricted free agent. The Niners have a deal with him. He can walk away, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did after the way everything's gone down. But this is why the minute they signed him, I didn't rush to the, what a stupid decision. Why would you ever do this? How could you do this? Because now you had the best backup in the NFL. And guess who needs to play the rest of the year? Your backup quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been to two NFC championship games. So – you know, worst case scenario, it turns out that you have to play the guy who led you last year. Okay, but it's still a really interesting, confusing, borderline awful situation because you just don't know. Is, is Trey Lance, are we seeing indications of bust? I, I don't even want to go there yet because it's not fair to him, but this is what everybody's going to talk about. And now the Niners, to me, Lucy, I don't know how good I think they are. But at least I know what they're going to be with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to be in most of their games. George Kittle will come back eventually. Uh, they were 2-8, and eight, by the way, without George Kittle. And now he's going to come back. And so the Niners are going to be a stingy team who probably is able to upset, upset any given team uh, on any playoff Sunday or Saturday. So that's kind of what we know in San Francisco. And unfortunately, there's not much else. It just sucks to see a young player go out and lose the rest of his season like that. Right. See, that's the side of it that you feel for Trey Lance because this, I mean, I don't think it'll be his career ending, but it's a lot of time where he was so hyped up and everyone was saying he's the next big thing in San Francisco. And now that's it for him. And the frustration he must feel obviously right now is, yeah, I'm sure Garoppolo is feels for him. So it's not like he's like thrilled about this essentially, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always a tough thing to see, especially in week two of the season. That's really, yeah. really tough to see. Yeah. So we'll see the drama out there. I, I know people are drawing stuff to Kyle Shanahan and Hey, why did you run uh, Trey Lance the way that he did? He defended it and said, the guys, it's a normal play. But one thing I'd push back on is it felt like he was running Trey Lance a lot more. And then Jimmy G comes in and it's like, pass, 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 pass. Interesting play mm, calling yeah. out San Francisco. That, that's for sure. Um, Let's bring Zach on. Zach, there, there is a crazy slate of games to get to next week. 
Um, we've got Ravens at Patriots. We've got Bills at Dolphins. Back-to-back good tests for the Miami Dolphins. Packers are going to be at the Bucks. They're currently leading the Bears 17-7 late second quarter. Chiefs at Colts. Niners at Broncos. Clemson at Wake Forest. Texas at Texas Tech. Florida at Tennessee. And how dare you not put Oregon State hosting USC, you jerk. But let's start with you. Guess the lines. We you pick... <laughs> You pick all the games every week, and me and Lucy try to see who gets closest to the line. Last week, Lucy kicked my butt. So, Zach, where are we starting? All right, guys. I know they play tomorrow night, but I feel like this is the game we got to start off with in the AFC East. You mentioned it. The Bills going to Miami to take on the Dolphins. There is a good chance with Buffalo being pretty big favorites uh, tomorrow night that both these teams are going to be 2-0 and end up playing uh, for first place in the AFC East. What do you guys think the line is for uh, Bills at Dolphins? Lucy, I'll start with you. Okay, I think Bills favored. I'm going Bills minus three and a half. Bills minus three. It's Bills at Dolphins, but the Bills have had good success at Miami. I think they're going to put it at a weird number. I'm going to go five and a half here. I think they want to entice people to gamble a certain way, so I think it's going to be Bills minus five and a half. Well, guys, so Lucy says minus three and a half. Sprague says minus five and a half. And it's actually minus four and a half. So right in the middle. Uh, no <laughs> oh, right in the middle. Right in the middle. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was going to be a weird number. If they take care of business. Early. Yeah. What? Do you guys have a side for this game early? Bills. I'm going to go Dolphins. I, I I think they're believing, and this is demon conquering season for Tua and the Bill, for the Finns. They had to do it today. It, they're going to be at home next week. They know they've gotten their butt kicked in the past. So, I, yeah, I, I think I kind of lean right now at four and a half with two in the Dolphins, but I'm hoping that number gets up a little higher before I bet it. All right. This next game is one I'm really interested in, and it's a 2-0 and team going up against not an 0-2 team, but an 0-1-1 team that it feels like they're 0-2, even though they're technically not. Kansas City, they're going on the road next week to Indianapolis to take on the Colts after a brutal uh, Colts loss today to the Jaguars. Uh, the Colts are desperate in this spot. Uh, Chiefs at Colts, Sprague, who do you got in uh, guess the spread? Who do you like? Or what, what do you think the line is? Uh, I think it's going to be Colts minus – no, I think it's going to be Chiefs minus three and a half. I think they want to give it a bigger number, and I would totally get it. But at some point, I think you have to just – the odds are that Indy's going to snap out of this and have a good game. They're hosting this one. Um, so I'm going to take it a lower number, Chiefs minus three and a half. That's exactly what I was going to say. However, I'm going to switch it to Chiefs minus four and a half. Oh. For the sake yes, of Sprague, you were right. disparity. Um, they wanted to give it a big number, and they did. Kansas City minus six and a half, a big number next week against Indy. Six and a half. Oh, Wait, you really? Tease. You tease. You made it seem like I was going to win. Oh, you Wait, so I won because I was closer. Yes. Yeah, yes! yeah, that's a yes! big number, man. He said they wanted wow. to make it big, and they did. Six and a half? I know, but I think they wanted people to ju- – I don't know. I was just thinking from an angle of getting people to jump in even more. Uh, that's an interesting number to keep an eye on is Colts. They're going to be wow. in dire straits. Since the NFL expanded the playoff uh, – the amount of teams in the playoffs in 2020, no teams – now it's just a couple years, but no teams so far have made the playoffs after starting 0-2. So something to kind of keep in mind. I know the Colts are 0-1-1, but there's a lot of teams that we can talk about today that are in 0-2 positions that make you kind of go, oh, I, I don't know if they're going to do it. What's the next game, Zach? 
All right, this is a really interesting one for me. Another divisional battle with big stakes on the line. We mentioned the Cardinals. They had a big win today at uh, the Raiders. They're going to return home next week to take on the Rams. And both of these teams uh, are one and one playing for possibly first place with uh, San Francisco and Seattle both being one and one. So all four teams in the NFC West right now uh, are one and one. But uh, Rams at Cardinals next week, Lucy, what do you think the line is? Okay, I'm going to say... Ooh, after this week, Rams, mm, Rams minus five and a half. I'm going to take um, Rams minus two and a half. Interesting. So it is Rams minus four and a half. So uh, Lucy was oh, a little bit. Please. Yeah. Zach She's with the interesting. Right. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Dominated on Zach, it. you could you could host a game show, Zach, with the tricking sprig yeah. and then the the I like the commentary. Very good job. I feel like wow. yeah, I feel like it's cool. <laughs> Do you I guys feel like you'd back Arizona there with that number, or are you just gonna lean to what we've seen? Because the Rams mm. they were double digit favorites ten and a half today and they blew that lead. I think That's I would. True. I mean the Rams haven't really been impressive to me. Uh they almost blew the game to the Falcons. They were up big. And Matthew Stafford, for, I know he's a great quarterback. He won the Super Bowl. But he just has some interceptions that just make you scratch your head. It, it's crazy. Yep. Uh, I think the Cardinals, that could be a, a season-changing win. Uh, I'm not a big Cliff Kingsbury guy, but his quarterback today bailed him out. Yeah, I would go Cardinals. Yeah, no After what we it. saw today, definitely. Uh, yeah, all right, guys, one uh, more line. Okay. One more. Yeah, Hurry we'll, up. We'll go to college real, really quickly. Game day is going to be here. Okay. I feel like one of the more – under-discussed storylines in college football right now is Tennessee and how, first of all, they finally found a, a head coach that they think is the guy in Josh Heupel. But they're going to be hosting Florida next week. This is a rivalry game. I'll spray quickly with about 60 seconds left. I'll throw it over to you. I guess the line for Florida at Tennessee next week. Tennessee, Tennessee minus six and a half. Oh, I'm going, I was thinking this would be a bigger number. I'm going to go Tennessee minus 14. Wow. So it's interesting, kind of split. Tennessee opens as a minus nine and a half point favorite. So really uh, wow. right in the middle. But I believe Spray takes that one. You got yeah. that Spray? Just by a smidge. I do. Finally I finally got one. Hey, look at me. My Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay, Raiders! <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, well, thank you for that reminder. The queen is dead. All right. We have a lot more to get to as we wrap the show up. Good stuff, Zach, there. <laughs> Um, we got a double uh, dosage tomorrow, football, plus there's an important event I think we were supposed to care about, and we wrap it up with our thoughts on yeah. some of the other action in college and the NFL. That's next. Back to the Futures in the Back. You'll know. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Starring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick. 7 to 11 Eastern on the BetQL Network. First big bet I ever made, I bet LeBron James and the Cavs to reach the NBA Finals. I was working at the athlete's foot. I bet it with this guy, Darnell. I bet him way too much money that I couldn't afford, and I said, no chance we're not getting LeBron and Kobe all year. We were getting the LeBron-Kobe promos. The Magic won. LeBron got knocked out. And, and you ran away. Up. I tried to run away, and I saw him at Jameson's Public. 
three years later because I quit athlete's foot. He sees me at the bar and I'm and I'm like, oh my god, is that him? He remembered my face, dude. No, and he, he was didn't. like, he's like, hey, where's my money? And I, I was like, I got you, man. He's like, yeah, because I thought Dang. we were messing around because I was like 18. I was young at the time. I, I don't said, how. yeah, when I see Horvat again, I don't <laughs> care when it is. He's gonna. Kid. I was he's like, can I go up. to the ATM? He followed my ass right to the no, ATM. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now oh, that yeah. I got you, BetMGM tonight, seven to eleven Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Say what you want to about Sean McVay. The guy is an absolute genius when it comes to offense in the NFL. And the way he was talking about Matt Stafford in bro speak last year during training camp, he's like, yeah, this guy's a winner. I just want to give him a bro hug right now. I mean, I'm, you know, if I love dudes, I would love Matthew Stafford. That's my guy. This guy has a great arm. He's he's on a team that he. I'm just excited. I'm excited to have my bro here. And I thought, my God, if this guy loves is so good at offense, is so incredible at creating game plans and executing game plans offensively, and he is talking this this warmly about a quarterback that is now on his roster. You could tell he knew that this was going to take the Rams to the next level, and to his credit, Chelsea, he was right. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the BetQL Network. I will be curious. I don't think the win total is going up because of hard knocks necessarily. I feel like this is going to make people just like the Lions. Not me, like, not even betting on them a lot, but just like wanting to see them succeed, not wanting to ever bet unders on them, like hoping they do well. And there's going to be like a general optimism and positivity around this team. And then I'm going to have to be like the Grinch. That's like, I don't think they're going to be very good. <laughs> Oh, and give me a three. I, I hope that the optimism around the Lions provides us with an Eagles minus three in week one. That's what I right. so can, can, you, can you imagine? And, and by the way, that number is coming down for people who have not followed the week one market. It'll just be interesting to see like how much that the vibe around the show kind of filters into betting markets, but just converse, really more conversations about betting. Like it's not like the number's going to move because Dan Campbell gave an inspirational speech. You better you bet three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the futures here. Our final segment of the night this Sunday evening. Green Bay up big right now on the Bears, 24 to 7. Uh, the few seconds before the first half is an under better of 42. I need that to be the final score uh, because I'm taking it in the shorts today, Lucy, um, which kind of brings us to the topic of nobody cares. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I love that we're we're kind of workshopping this right now, get to a point maybe where we talk about, hey, what's a topic you want to discuss that you don't think anybody would care about and can you make them care about it? Because tomorrow, Lucy, we have a doubleheader on Monday Night Football and you quickly said no. No, we have a triple header. And I said, what are you talking about? Is there a Yankee game or a Red Sox game? What's going on? And you went, no, it's the Queen's funeral. And, and I got to be honest with you. I swear on my mom, I thought she's had at least three already. Like, what are we doing? She's been dead over a week. The body's cold. Like, RIP. Thank you. Let's move on now. Why should I care about this? Yeah, so as a royal watcher, I am even a little bit queened out by all of this because it does feel like she died two months ago because it has been, and believe me, it has been, 
a week and a half of this already. I have worn black to work every single day in this time, in this period of mourning after the queen's death, which was a very traumatic event. She was 96 years old. So, you know, you don't really expect it to happen. Um, but no, so her funeral is tomorrow. Caught us the way queen off guard, of 96 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, believe me, the past week and a half, my life has been people being me being the segment nobody cares because I could talk about the royal family for five hours straight. However, the queen's funeral <clears throat> is tomorrow. It is a nice thing that their, their time difference is such that when you wake up, it will kind of be early for us. So it'll be kind of already over. So that will be, it will be kind of nice because I am ready for this to be done. My picture of the queen, I want to, to put this away really because I, that's great that we can honor her, but it's King Charles's turn now to take his throne and be the, the one in charge. And the morning must just be very tiring for everybody. So I think it's time for God save the King being now the national anthem. I think the queen has had, we've had enough mourning and the funeral tomorrow will be a nice bow on all of that. Very, it will be emotional. I will wear black and pearls tomorrow. And I'm sure everyone cares about that specifically as well, too. So it's just a, a mountain of things no one cares about because every time I tweet about it, which I don't do much anymore, because every time I tweet about it, people are like, who cares? Nobody cares. Literally, that's what people are saying. <laughs> Nobody cares, which I get. I get it. I get it. But God dang it, I care. I care a lot about the royal family. So sorry, but I care. So I am going to watch all. I watched her her body in the coffin be delivered from scotland to london and watch the turn why the bend like, what let palace. me interrupt you why <laughs> what do you get out of it okay. she's dead like she's not doing anything she's being moved in a box what are we watching here is why the pomp and circumstance of this it it, it evokes so much emotion that I will watch any royal family thing with with the the meaning in every movement, every turn, everything they Jeez do. It's like pre geez. it's like presidential inaugurations to me. I love them oh. because of the meaning behind every step, every movement, of the fact that so and so walks behind so and so because this person will be king. Like it is fascinating to me and the way that she is greeted and her body is brought over on a, a the queen's navy plane like all of this stuff is so fascinating to me and it runs in my family because my grandma was very into it my mom very into it loved diana so there's very there's a lot of emotion around camilla being queen when it should have been diana essentially so there's a lot there too so if, if you have any further questions uh, contact me directly because i know nobody cares yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. Swing is um, falling asleep. Well, I just I'm thinking like, do you put that that picture frame under your pillow? Like, where do you put a picture of a woman you? I never kiss met it every before? day. I... Oh my god. <laughs> Good night, East to Coasters, the queen. man. You, I don't know. <laughs> I think so it's the East Coast West Coast thing. Yeah, you guys like your bloodlines are closer. <laughs> we moved out west, and we're like, mm -hmm. we don't care about anything. Leave us alone. Let us smoke our grass and let us go to the That's beach. Fair. That's all we care about. That's fair, um, honestly, because, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get why if you did not, if you don't already care, why you would care. Like, if I was not me, I'd be like, why do people care? Sure. But I, sure. I get it. I get why people care. Care about the things Sadly, you care about. And don't let anyone tell you you're stupid for it. Ex well, let them tell you, but just don't <laughs> care that they tell you that. Yes. Um, don't care at all. <laughs> Sadly, Lucy, I think people are here are going to care more about the doubleheader of Monday Night Football 
Tennessee at Buffalo. Sure. This is a big spread. Uh, Vegas thinks this is double digits. At least that the betters think this is double digits. It's up to ten right now. Uh, we say we saw a couple big double digit uh, favorites today. The Rams blew their double digit lead and they didn't cover. And the Broncos barely survived the Houston Texans. So we saw a few double digit favorites uh, succumb to the dog today. Will the Tennessee Titans be barking tomorrow, or do you expect Buffalo to take care of business on Monday Night Football? Buffalo on Monday night football, Josh Allen, Monday night football. I think the bills are going to be just fine. I am all in on the bills here. Okay. You, so you're laying the big number. You're okay with that. Yes. Yes. I am absolutely okay, okay with that. I have, so, I have this feeling about Josh Allen and the bills this season, and I don't know where they would fall apart. And so I am, especially the stage of Monday night football. I'm all in on the bills. Okay. So she's all on the Bills. What about the second game of the doubleheader? This one's starting really late for you guys over there on the East Coast. Vikings at the Eagles. This is a nice little setup game here. Uh, Minnesota coming off their impressive week one win against Green Bay. And Philadelphia surviving the attack of the Lions in the backdoor cover. (laughs) The Eagles, Lucy, right now are two-and-a-half-point favorites, so it's basically a field goal game here. What uh, what side of the number are we leaning, and uh, why do you like whoever you like? Yes, so I am in on the Vikings here. After what they did 